to the Very Well Mind podcast. We've interviewed over 100 authors, experts, entrepreneurs, athletes, musicians, and others to help you learn strategies to care for your mental health. This episode is hosted by psychotherapist and best-selling author Amy Morin. Now let's get into the episode. You're listening to The Friday Fix. Every Friday, I share a quick mental strength exercise that will help fix the thoughts, emotions, and actions that drain you of the mental strength you need to be your best. Talking about how to stop making the same mistakes over and over again. It's an issue I address in my therapy office and, if I'm honest, in my own life quite often. I wrote a whole chapter about it in my book, 13 Things Mentally Strong People Don't Do, because repeating your mistakes drains you of mental strength. It's likely almost all of us have said, I'll never do that again, only to find ourselves doing that very thing not long after. Maybe you told yourself to stop saying yes to things you don't really want to do. But just a few days later, you find yourself agreeing to go to your friend's grandmother's retirement party, even though you have no desire to go. Or maybe you decided you were going to start eating better. But after a rough day at the office, you eat an entire package of cookies and decide that tomorrow you're going to make healthier choices. But next week, the same thing happens. And you start to believe that you just don't have the willpower to become healthier. When you're creating a new habit or you're working toward a new goal or giving up an unhealthy habit or even trying something new, mistakes are part of the process. The way that you respond to those mistakes, however, is what determines whether you'll learn from them or whether you're just going to repeat them. So if you were like most kids, your parents and your teachers may have accidentally encouraged you to hide your mistakes. So you learned if you lied or covered them up, you might not have to face the consequences. You might've got grounded because you forgot your homework. And maybe you hated doing your homework because you didn't know the answers and you were embarrassed that you were going to get a bad grade. If you're like most kids, your parents and your teachers may have accidentally encouraged you to hide your mistakes. After all, if you lied or covered them up, you might not have had to face the consequences. As adults, we're often quick to try and hide our mistakes. Sometimes it feels easier to hide your mistakes so someone doesn't get mad at you or so you don't feel judged by someone else. I once worked with a woman in my therapy office named Sarah. Sarah had a real problem with online shopping. Her shopping habits weren't a secret. Her husband was aware and he was aware that she was coming to therapy to address it. And Sarah realized that her spending habits were out of control. She could see how it was taking a toll on not just her bank account, but also her marriage. She walked into therapy saying, I have a shopping addiction and I need to stop. But knowing you have a problem and actually being able to take action are two very different things. When she was in the therapy office, she could say, okay, I want to stop. And she meant it. But when she was out in her everyday life and she felt stressed out or sad or lonely, she easily convinced herself that she should just buy something. Making mistakes was to be expected, but Sarah didn't want her husband to get mad at her for buying stuff, so she put a lot of energy into hiding the mistakes that she made. She went so far as to open a secret UPS mailbox so she could get packages shipped there. She'd then open her packages in the car, go to a gas station to throw out the boxes, and then she'd hide the stuff that she bought in her trunk until her husband wasn't home. Then she'd sneak it into the house. When he discovered that something looked like it was new, he'd ask her about it, but she'd lie. 
and she'd insist that they'd had it a while. She also had some elaborate schemes in place to cover up the credit card bills. She had secret bank accounts, and she spent a lot of time siphoning money from one account to another, all to cover up the mistakes that she made. And for a while, she even lied to me. She'd come to her therapy appointments and say, no problems this week, everything was great. But when she was in a particularly rough spot one week, she came in and she said, I really messed up. And truth be told, I've been messing up every week. But I didn't want anyone to see how bad things have really gotten. It was then that we were really able to start treatment. She had to acknowledge the ongoing mistakes she was making. Then we could start to look at them a little bit closer. It was taking her just as much energy to hide her mistakes as it would have to just address them head on. Once she was open to talking about them, we could start looking at why she was making those mistakes. We looked at what was triggering her, the coping skills she could use instead, and how she could move forward after she made a mistake. Because if anything was for certain, it was that she was probably going to mess up sometimes. It took a lot of courage for her to finally tell her husband the truth. And he was mad that she'd been lying, especially. But once everything was out in the open, they could start working on the situation together. One of the things we talked about was that we wouldn't measure her progress by how perfect she was. Instead, progress could be measured by how open and honest she was about her situation. Maybe you can relate to that. Perhaps you have a shopping problem, too. But even if you don't, I'm sure you can think of at least one mistake you struggle to avoid repeating. Overeating, dating the wrong type of person, lashing out when you're upset, staying up too late. Think of one mistake that you want to stop making in your life. And now let's go through some steps that can help you stop repeating that mistake. Number one, admit the mistake. Don't hide it. You can't change your mistakes unless you acknowledge them. But it's amazing how often we hide our mistakes, not just from other people, but from ourselves too. We spend a lot of time trying to convince ourselves that what we're doing isn't that bad, or we justify our choices in some really unhealthy ways. It's scary to face the truth and the hole we've dug ourselves in sometimes, but it's important to do. That could mean anything from looking at your bank account and that mounting pile of bills or it might mean really looking at how much junk food you've been eating lately, rather than keeping your head in the sand. Number two, look for explanations, not excuses. There's a big difference between an excuse and an explanation. An excuse puts the responsibility elsewhere. You might blame someone else or an external circumstance for your mistake. When you say things like, oh, I wouldn't have to smoke so many cigarettes if my boss didn't stress me out all the time, you're making an excuse. An explanation might be that you have a lot of stress in your life, but it's up to you to manage your stress. Look for an explanation that allows you to take responsibility for the mistake that you made, and then you can start to learn from it. Maybe you just didn't have enough support. Maybe you didn't have enough information. Maybe you just didn't plan ahead well enough. Those are just a few explanations that might help you start looking at what went wrong. And number three, reframe your shame. It's important to take responsibility, but don't shame yourself. If you do, you're likely to keep repeating your mistakes. Here's why. Taking responsibility is about thinking, I made a bad choice. Shaming yourself involves thinking, I'm a bad person. If you believe you're a bad person, you won't believe that you can make a better choice next time. And you'll be more likely to keep making the same mistakes because it implies that you have a character flaw that isn't capable of change. So if you catch yourself thinking things that imply you're a bad person, remind yourself that maybe you made a bad choice, but you're still a good person who can choose to do better next time. 
Number four, identify your triggers. It's important to recognize the triggers that led to your mistake. How were you feeling right before you did it? Where were you? Who was with you? You might find that you give in to temptation when you're tired, or maybe you have friends who influence you. That's not to say that they're necessarily a bad influence. Maybe you have great friends who invite you to hang out at the same time you usually go to the gym. Or maybe certain songs, commercials, or even the route you walk home tends to lead to bad habits or mistakes. You might not be able to avoid all the things that trigger you, but learning to recognize what your triggers are is a huge step. For example, maybe there's a certain song that reminds you of an ex that you're trying not to contact. Well, you can't prevent yourself from hearing that song all the time. You might hear it in a restaurant or a store. And yeah, you could leave, but that's not always practical. But knowing that song triggers sad, lonely feelings can help you take steps to cope with those emotions rather than send an impulsive text message or do something that you later regret. Number five, set yourself up for success. If your mistakes involve engaging in a bad habit, you'll likely keep making that same mistake over and over again if that thing that you're doing is easily accessible. For example, if your goal is to eat a healthier diet, but your kitchen countertops are covered with packages of cookies and chocolates, you're going to keep eating them. So the goal might be to make those things harder to access. The ideal situation would be to just keep the junk food out of the house. If that's not an option, though, maybe you have a roommate who loves that stuff, see if you can make it harder to access. Just putting those things out of reach makes a huge difference. You're much less likely to grab the Oreos if you have to get a chair to stand on so you can reach the back of the cabinet that's over the refrigerator than if the Oreos are just staring at you from the kitchen table. On the flip side, if you're looking to engage in a healthier habit more often, make that habit more accessible. Put the water in the fridge in front of the soft drinks. You'll be more likely to reach for the water. This is something we've talked about on the show before. If you want more ideas about how to make a bad habit less accessible, listen to episode 106, Psychological Tricks for Making Lasting Change with Professor Katie Milkman. She has some great ideas for kicking bad habits and making healthier habits stick. And number six, establish a list of reasons why you don't want to repeat that mistake. We repeat our mistakes when our emotions take hold. When you're calm or you're feeling good, you might be confident that you can avoid repeating a mistake. But when you're stressed out, overwhelmed, hungry, angry, tired, lonely, anxious, or feeling some other uncomfortable emotion, you're much more likely to repeat a mistake. As our emotions go up, our logic goes down. As does our intelligence. Research shows if you take a test when you're really angry, you'll score lower than if you're in a good mood. So it's safe to say that we make poorer choices when our emotions run high. Also, when we're in emotional pain, we'll do just about anything to get relief right now, even when that comes at a later expense. One thing that can help with this is to create a list of reasons why you don't want to repeat your mistake. When your emotions are running high, read over that list. It can raise your logic and reduce the intensity of an uncomfortable emotion. So those are six strategies that can help you stop repeating the same mistakes over and over and sometimes over and over again. Admit your mistake. Look for explanations, not excuses. Reframe your shame. Identify your triggers. Set yourself up for success. And establish a list of reasons why you don't want to repeat that mistake again. And consider this a a process of trial and error. Mistakes are going to happen. But if you experiment with a few changes you can make, you can probably figure out how to stop repeating them. 
And if you're struggling to change a certain behavior or to end an addiction, talk to a professional. A therapist, a physician, a support group, even a life coach could help you change your behavior and stop repeating the same mistake again. Thank you for listening to the Very Well Mind podcast. If you found this episode informative, please share the episode with your friends and family and leave a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. To learn more about the Very Well Mind podcast, you can head to verywellmind.com slash podcasts.